Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to the Over Mountain Men. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and tonight is Tuesday, February 15th in the year 2020. And Canada is in martial law. They can call it whatever they want, that's what it is. And there's a lot of developments up there. And then we're going to dig into a very interesting story in our own history, which I think has a lot of relevance for what we're looking at today, called the Over Mountain Men. Before we begin tonight, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. That's the Bards Nation landing page on MyPillow. That is the place where your dollars actually make a vote for liberty. MyPillow is a company led by Mike Lindell that has done so much for this nation as they continue to try to deplatform him, cancel him. But of course, we're not going to let that happen. So if you head on over to mypillow.com forward slash bars, there's some tremendous savings going on right now. Savings on Giza sheets down as low as $39.99. You have the 50% off on the my slippers, 50% off on the sleepwear for men and women. All sorts of great savings. Plus, when you use your Bards code, B-A-R-D-S, you'll get a free gift, which is Mike's book about how one of the greatest CEOs in our history came from being an addict to what he is today, and that's his walk in Christ. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards. You can use your promo code anywhere on the MyPillow site, the My uh, the My Store site and the Frank Speech site. You can also call 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939 for a pillow, a Patriot Pillow Counselor. And they'll be glad to guide you through all the great things you need to make your night's rest all that much better. So again, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. It's the Bards Nation landing page. Your promo code is Bards, B-A-R-D-S. Also, The Founders Bible, thefoundersbible.com. Your promo code there is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, for 20% off on those fantastic Bibles. Patriots have responded so well to those Bibles, they have literally sold out. They're in a new production run, and that says a lot. It's fantastic. It's one of the Bibles. It is literally, for, in my opinion, the Bible for our time. It's an NASB 1995 edition, one of what I believe to be one of the best translations out there. And, of course, it has our Founding Fathers documents worked throughout the scriptures so you can not only get a lesson in God's word, but learn how our founding fathers used the scriptures as a living language. If you're a homeschooling parent or know a homeschooler, this is literally a school lesson in a in one book. It's incredible. And I really encourage you to get one for them or get one yourself for the home. They're fantastic. So again, thefoundersbible.com and your promo code is BARDS. Finally, Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. That's the coffee for Bard's Nation. Expedition Coffee 
is designed to boost your health, focus your energy, give you sustained energy over the whole day, and keep you mentally clear and focused. It's literally the warrior's coffee for our time. In addition to that, on ExpeditionCoffee.com, there's other products which are designed to help reclaim our health sovereignty. All of these products, including the coffee, work together in a health ecosystem. And those other products include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal our gut, since leaky gut is one of the predominant issues that we deal with in the standard American diet. Makes you sick, doesn't make you strong. We also have Immune XP, which is immune, an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. And then you have Earth, which is a full body supplement in a powder. Mix it with water, shake it up, drink it once a day. It's all you need to, to boost your nutrients in your body, always boosting your immune system. And finally, Pure 47, which is a very important product, in my opinion, to have in your health cabinet. It has been established to isolate all sorts of nasties, including the HIV and SARS-CoV viruses. So it's the most refined silver extract currently on the market. I'd highly recommend you get some and put it in your cabinet. It's a great product. I use it every day. I use all of these products every day, in fact, including the Bible. Of course, we know that. And I sleep on the pillows and the sheets. All right, Patriots, let's start with a little bit of Canada tonight because we're into a crisis in our northern border. We don't have, we have a friendly nation of people with a hostile government to us. I think this tyranny of Trudeau's is right in par with what hand puppet Biden is about. Keep in mind that what we're witnessing right now is a global coup against all governments, literally. And this is well organized. There's about 190 countries in synchronization rolling out these measures one way or another. There is not going to be any avoiding of what phases come next. It's a matter of whether the people accept it or not. Canada is gearing up to do a pretty heavy takedown on the, these truckers, and they're not playing around. Trudeau is not going to be happy until those that defied him are punished, and they're not going to play around with that. It's uh, noted tonight that the state broadcasters of Trudeau's favorites are doxing political opponents so they're teeing them up for financial punishments. So they're using, this is a true communist state Canada has right now, and Trudeau's CBC state broadcaster is combing through the illegally hacked database of Give, Send, Go donors and emailing donors asking them to explain themselves. That comes from Ezra, Ezra Levant from Rebel Media. This is a sort of tyranny that is coming here. We've already had it here. It's just going to go on overdrive as we move forward because the whole concept here is to collapse all forms of Western governance and to make sure that they continue to seize control of power over people and break people's will. Now, the thing that I've said last night, and I'm going to reiterate, Canada has been doing a honking revolution, peaceful revolution, Canada's going to have to get their head around a simple fact. While Canada's honking, their government went to guns. They escalated the level of force and violence at an unprecedented level. And don't misunderstand about force. If you're looking for people being abused, that's not the type of force they're using and violence they're using. Canada, Trudeau does not need the military to deploy. What Trudeau is doing is far worse. He's using the power of banking to destroy people's lives, control them, and kick them out of society. 
in Italy today, it was announced that they had pretty much everybody over 50 years old that was unvaccinated is now being kicked out of the entire society. That One of the administrators there stated that these people are no longer part of the human race and society because they're unvaccinated. This is what they're doing, and this is part of their plan. And we're going to talk about some of that too because you have to get in your head that this is not a loss, this is a win. And, of course, people say, well, how is it a win if I lose my bank account and get kicked out of society? Because you now have a choice. You can either grovel back and take their issue or you can realize how many people they're doing that to and what a mass number of people on a global level it is that we have in our in our camp. So this is happening not just, like I said, in Canada, but it's happening in Italy and other places around the world. So let me give you a little piece here, which I think puts things in perspective as we kind of review what's happened since yesterday. Take a listen to this. Justin Trudeau just did something unprecedented in Canadian history. The federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act to address the blockades and occupations. Originally called the War Measures Act, this is the first time in history the Emergencies Act has been used. What this means is Trudeau has given himself new powers, including the ability to freeze the bank accounts of Canadians participating in the protest. As of today, a bank or other financial service provider will be able to immediately freeze or suspend an account without a court order. To make this even more unbelievable, Justin and his merry band of miniature tyrants haven't even bothered to meet with trucker organizers. It's as if Trudeau would rather be a dictator than a diplomat. Now, we'll see what happens in the days and weeks ahead. But one thing is for sure. Justin Trudeau has lost all moral authority and should resign in disgrace. Nice idea, except the tyrants don't care about that, and neither does Trudeau. Um, the point that I would tell everybody, if you have any investments in Canadian companies, if you have any in money in Canadian banks, get it out. And Canada, you should be doing a run on your banks right now. I don't know why you're not. And you've done a fantastic job so far. Now get your money out of the banks and make a run on them. They have already put measures into limit the amount of money people can take out of the banks because they know this is coming. I want you to realize what this is showing you. This is what we've been talking about of where this coup is coming from. This isn't coming from a militarized wing. They've been running the coup through the banking cartels, through Wall Street, and through the medical corporations. And they have other corporations in sync with them. Larry Fink being one of the traders of the world sitting at the head of BlackRock who's instrumenting some of this and a lot of this. So they have, this is how they're attacking the people. And they're going right after what people need are dependent upon. And that's a real deal. Now, I said the other night, I guess I even said it last night, that the Coates withdrawal where they found weapons was likely weapons that were deposited by the RCMP. It was likely an insider job. I still hold to that, and I think I'm going to prove true because of this piece right here. Take a listen to this. Good evening. I'm Danny Volpert. I was a former RCMP sniper, 
supervisor that was regularly tasked with protection of the Prime Minister. Today, on February 14th, we received information from multiple believed reliable sources that firearms may be planted in Ottawa, specifically around the Freedom Convoy, to discredit the protest and to use as a pretext to forcibly remove peaceful protesters. Due to the nature of this information, we felt it prudent to notify the public in the interest of their safety. This private intelligence correlates with the approximately 2,000 firearms stolen in Peterborough, Ontario on Sunday morning, February the 13th. Our sources have notified us that these weapons may be planted by nefarious elements and at this point we have no further knowledge about who is behind this act of sabotage. As soon as we received this information, we notified the appropriate authorities with whom we are collaborating, including the Ottawa Police Service, the Ontario Provincial Police, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, and the Parliamentary Protective Service. We implore any of our demonstrators, if any activity is suspicious, please call 911 immediately. Many of us have left our homes to come here to demonstrate peacefully. We are all pleading with the police. Do not act indiscriminately. We are calling on all scrupulous journalists. Please turn your investigative talents to this matter. We expressly affirm the principle that change can only occur within the democratic process. We have never, nor do we ever intend, to step outside of this democratic process. Public and police safety remains our paramount concern. Thank you. The noble the mobility of the stand of the truckers is notable, and it's important to realize that they are a peaceful demonstration to transition the government from corruption back to the will of the people. Sadly, corrupt governments don't change by the will of the people because they have no desire to give up force in any way. I wasn't aware of this until today. I guess now Trudeau is trying to force the tow truck drivers to pick up the trucks. Take a listen to this. Let me get this straight. You're invoking the War Act, but no military is coming yet. Is it because they told you they're not going to come and turn their hands on the Canadian men and women of this country? (laughs) Is that it? So now your plan is to force the tow truck drivers who I already told you they're not moving the truck. You're going to try and force these tough guys who are tough men who works on those tow trucks. You're going to force them to go and remove those trucks. Am I getting this straight? Am I living in an alternate reality? I think all you're going to do is make that convoy line get a little bit longer. You're going to force the tow truck drivers. You're going to force them. This is, this is getting, we need those cowboys. Bring back the cowboys. Yeah, we do need cowboys of the old way, not the new way. I'll tell you that right now. So, Patriots, I just, you know, we're trying to put some things in perspective, which I think are important to grasp, is that tyrannies are, when they grab hold of power, don't let go of power. And the one thing to understand is why I've said all along that the drop the mandates doesn't mean anything. I know that this has been the battle cry in Canada, and it's a good one to bring people to the table and to mobilize them. But at the end of the day, they are not going to change anything. 
because what isn't changing is the powers in which these people have secured. Pay attention to what your governors have done in the Emergency Powers Acts across the world and your your PMs and various other premiers or whatever else you have in your provinces and so forth. What they have done is they've put these powers in place and then they'll say, well, okay, well, for example, we'll drop the mandates, but they haven't taken their powers away. Notable in Canada, you are getting played the same way we are being played by our own politicians right now. As our politicians are giving lip service to make it a choice on the injection, no one is saying stop the injection. As our politicians are giving lip service to, oh my goodness, Hillary did bad, no one is pushing to have her arrested. We're getting played here by this Durham game, and the Patriots on the, especially the kind of MAGA Q types, are sucking into that bait horribly. And also don't miss what if I, I'm going to map out what happened last week in a minute. But in Canada, the way that play out is going is you have prime ministers in Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Quebec who are saying we're against the War Powers Act. Who was saying, who is openly saying we will not invoke it in our province? I'm curious because I haven't heard one person say they won't invoke it. I could be wrong on this, because, but I will tell you right now, they are not they are not saying the words that they are not going to invoke it. They are just saying we don't want it. It shouldn't be done. These are all conditional statements. And you're not getting strong advocates coming out here telling people absolutely it won't happen. So you're not you're seeing the politicians doing the greasy politician thing, which they do brilliantly because they just kind of slide through. Now, look at, let's look at events from last Friday again. And it's important to kind of track through. In fact, let me just walk through a couple of things. I've given you this order before. Interesting today, I, as I've given it to you, Ghost Ezra on Telegram posted this same thing. Watch the order of events. Keep in mind who is in power as we move. PCR tests for COVID-19 were patented. In 2019, then, the executive order was issued by Trump on vaccines. Then we had the accelerated rollout of 5G, which was under Trump. Then we have the COVID pandemic, which follows. Then we had the declaration of national emergency and FEMA was activated. That was under Trump. We had the ventilator production, which was under Trump. Remdesivir push. Trump approved that, in fact. It helped get that approved. Vaccine rollout, which was under Trump, and then the booster shots, which are under Biden, and now the HIV tests and more vaccines. And with all of that, you have the CARES and taxpayer dollars that are funding all of this. Pretty good stuff, isn't it? Right? So in all of this fight that we're seeing here, watch what happens then last Friday. Okay, Canada is heading into the weekend to prepare clearing the Ambassador Bridge. All of a sudden, Durham drops his report. And then you have the news breaking that Hillary was going to run again. And then Trump does his interview talking about alluding to the possibility of running again and talking about his new coffee table book. Okay, 
and complete derailment of the focus of Canadian issues. The real war is in Canada, not in the Ukraine. Be clear about that. And so then we end up with today. Yesterday we have Trudeau doing his little dance announcing that he's got the War Powers Act yesterday afternoon, and what gets announced today? Trump's put his first tweet up, I guess, on Truth Social. You've got to start seeing this is coming together because it's not coincidence. You're being distracted, and here's one that's going on that I bet you're not even aware of. Did you pay attention to Dr. David Martin's release last week? He said that he had had a good opportunity to move forward Let me tell you what's going on. Dr. David Martin has filed lawsuits. You're not hearing a thing about this. He's been filing lawsuits against Big Pharma. Are you paying attention to how much what's going on in Moderna? Moderna CEO dumped all his mRNA stock, and Moderna lost millions of dollars on the stock market today. That's the quiet war that's going on, and nobody is paying any attention to that because here's something to keep in mind. Martin has everybody in his crosshairs. Trump included. He is ruthless. He's going after every single person that has pushed this. So you can start to see who the, what the players are doing. They're all giving you this hand puppet action to keep you away from the focus. The real war is going on in Canada. Martin, Dr. Martin literally gave a special broadcast to encourage the truckers because he revealed what Trudeau was doing. Trudeau over-ordered doses of the vaccine, of the bioweapon, like millions of Millions of doses overordered them. Who where's that money going? It's going into his pocket and his cronies' pockets. So this is something else. Okay, so I want to dig into here and just remind you here as we set this last piece up before I get into the the Overmountain Men. We are in phase five, according to the outline that was given by Michael Yidon. It's and it fits pretty well, we're in phase five of their plan. Exploit the shortage of goods and food, which is coming, because I I suspect what they will do is they will villainize the truckers as much as they can with planting guns on site, the RCMP doing what our nasty FBI does. They're all just hand puppets and deceitful people. It's a fast and furious in Canada is what you're going to witness. Try to demoralize the movement. And then they're going to blame the shortages on the truckers. And then they will roll forward and say, we need to get rid of truckers and we need to have a reliant network that can't be disrupted by these evil people. We're going to introduce autonomous networks. That's coming. You're not going to avoid it. That's why I keep saying to the truckers and to everybody, this is our window to push because you have to accelerate their plan. You're not going to disrupt their plan. You're going to accelerate their plan. That's what you need. Because they're not ready to roll out the autonomous truck network, so they have a gap right now. Their idea was to blame truckers and then to slowly phase them down. Now truckers have the opportunity just to park it, and I hope they do. They just park it and shut this beast down. And people, if you're not prepped, it's going to suck, but you're going to have to live with it. Okay, so exploit food shortages, cause the paralysis of the real economy and the closure of all factories and shops. It's happening either way. The only thing that we can do right now is accelerate that and knock it off the plan, and we have to continue to do that. Let unemployment explode. Apply a third dose of the vax boosters. We're into that phase now. 
And what's happened in all this COVID cover is they have the infrastructure built around everything. That's why they're able to start dropping down the mandates. They've either, they've hit two things. They've hit the benchmarks of injection penetration that they wanted, and they have built the 5G network that they've wanted, which they've needed for this next phase, which the next phase is digital banking. And so they want to take up, they're going to continue with the elimination of the elderly, Impulse, compu- impose compulsory vaccination. They're doing that right now by indirectly. They're forcing you to comply or you're out of the economy. That's what Trudeau's demonstrating to the world. Canada's become a test puppet for the rest of the globalists to watch of how quickly he can seize control using banking. Forget the military that may be against him. He doesn't care. He's going to take away the funds and starve out the people. That's his idea. Amplify the myth of variants and the efficacy of the vaccine and the immunity of, of the herd, that garbage we keep hearing. Demonize the anti-vaxxers. They're continuing to do that. Of course, the truckers are all seen as anti-vaxxers, which they're not. Hold them responsible for the dead. That's coming, and it already is. Arrest opposition leaders. This is what Trudeau's tyranny is about with his with his emergency acts he's got the ability now to go in and seize and do anything he wants property people bank accounts whatever and then to impose a digital identity for everyone this is a back door to how to do this they already have it all in place now the question is are you going to participate and that's the big one and then establish martial law to defeat the opposition well guess what just happened in canada we just established a martial law so we're, we're definitely in phase five All right, so I want you to hear a story because it relates to this sort of issue we're dealing with here. Canada's kind of this quiet neighbor up north. Most of the people up in the northern provinces and in the western provinces live more of a life of leave me alone. Very much the way that Oregon is. Most people don't understand Oregon. It's partly one of the reasons I relate so well to Alberta because Oregon's a blue state and everybody thinks we're liberal and you are so wrong. You are so wrong. Oregon has 30 red counties, and we are very proudly conservative. My county alone is a 2A sanctuary county. We're moving to be a constitutional sanctuary county. We don't play around down here. The state hates us. We hate them. We have a county sheriff that told the state to go pound sand along with the county commission. So you have to look down at the, the really what's going on. Oregon is an example of a state that's run by three blue counties, Portland area and Salem area. Okay, so that said, Canada is very much that way with a large percentage of its population in the rural areas. And they have for a long time stayed out of these sorts of political fights because they just want to be left alone. But these new mandates don't allow them to live their life. It's imposed upon them. Unfortunately, United States, we haven't received that pressure yet. But I want to tell you a little story about what happens when tyranny overreaches its power. This is a true story from the American Revolution. And they were called the Overt Mountain Men. Not a lot of people know this story in our history. And this is, I'm going to read this right out of the American Battlefield Trust. It's a really good piece. The Overt Mountain Men were not your average patriots. Residing in the Carolina backcountry and the Appalachians, these men were originally reluctant to pick up arms for the American cause. At the start of the war, the South provided a loyalist foothold for Britain. As the war progressed, this foothold started to crumble and Patriot sympathies grew in parallel effect with Patriot victories. 
Now, it's really important to understand that we're in a very similar situation as we were in 1776. This is actually 1780. Same thing. And Canada's in the same position. We're, we are intermixed with liberty fighters, which we'll call patriots, and loyalists, people that are loyal to this tyranny. So after the British won the Battle of Camden in August of 1780, General Charles Lord Cornwallis wished to tighten British control in the region. He did so by invading North Carolina and sending Major Patrick Ferguson into the mountainous regions of the South to track down Patriot sympathizers while also protecting the region's loyalists. To track down such Patriot sympathizers, Ferguson sent a Whig prisoner, that's a political prisoner, Whig was a party, into the inhabited mountains to carry forth a warning. He warned if they were, if they were continued to, to continue support against British arms, that his army would march, quote, over the mountains, hang their leaders, and lay their country waste with fire and sword. We'll stop right there for a minute. This is very much where Trudeau has now done in another way. He's threatened everybody with, with imprisonment, with the Emergency Act. This is kind of where he is. Now, this is the lesson. And if there's anybody has enough sense to listen to Bards FM in Canada that's in the political realm, you might want to listen up right now because we've got a little story to share for Canada patriots and hopefully some of those liberals up there are listening really closely because I want you to remember what this story tells you about what happens when you press men too far. Ferguson's warning didn't produce the submission of patriot sympathizers as expected, but instead increased the desire to pick up arms against the British. When delivered to a militia colonel in North Carolina, in what is today Tennessee, the warning led to the spreading outrage of other regional patriot leaders. In effect, these leaders decided to organize a mass of men to lead an attack against Ferguson. Such leaders included, many of which you may or may not know, Isaac Shelby, Samuel Phillips, John Sevier, William Campbell, Arthur Campbell, Charles McDowell, and Andrew Hampton. Troops were gathered and congregated in Sycamore Shoals, an outpost on the Watauga River, ministers, ministers, listen to this name, Minister Samuel Doak, Minister Samuel Doak said unto the gathered troops, the enemy is marching hither to destroy your homes. Go forth then in the strength of your manhood to aid of your brethren, to defense of your liberty and the protection of your homes. Man, we need ministers like that. We don't have them today. They are all just like, Femboys, so many are. They just don't have the backbone to do this sort of bold act that this was, was happening. So, continuing. Filing out of Sycamore Shoals and into what is today's Great Smoky Mountains, the force acquired a great many men who set off to protect their property against the British. Despite this intake of soldiers, there were unanswered concerns that remained. Not only was the force devoid of a supply train on the long trek, it also lacked official authorization from the Continental Army and featured little military structure. Although a ragtag bunch, the men had made the most of their backcountry attributes. They carried necessities on their back, drove cattle along the trail as a food supply, re relied on rifles instead of muskets, which means there, there were shorter range in, in what they could shoot. 
and were skilled horsemen. With their makeshift ways, the Overmountain men carried forth in their mission to confront Ferguson and his Tories. Now, this is very much, if you picture this as to the modern today, this is very much Canada. They did a trucker convoy. They did. They were assembling the pieces as they go, which I confirmed today with somebody on social media that works on a big social media platform. It was a lot of chaos, but they did it, and they developed their supply chains as they did. They improvised, just like these men did. This is the old America. The Amer- Ooh, I, I think I'm in the wrong time sometimes. I love these boys. And Canada still got that fighting spirit, which is what America needs to grab hold of again. So the men hiked approximately, get this, 330 miles along a wearisome wilderness road abounding with mountains and valleys. Their path crossed the Blue Ridge Mountains through the present-day states of Tennessee, Virginia, North Carolina, and South Carolina. Nearing Ferguson's force, the Overmountain men stood at more than 1,000 men strong. The clash of the villainous Ferguson against his, against the hardy Overmountain men and over backcountry revolutionaries took place on October 7, 1780. We should have this date memorized, I'll tell you. The King's Mountain, which it was at, I'm sorry, which was at King's Mountain. A detachment of approximately 900 Overmountain men fought in the battle. As both American and British forces were not in uniform, the Americans distinguished themselves by putting bits of white paper on the brim of their hats, while the British resorted to using pine springs. The Americans used silence and stealth as they ascended the ridge of King's Mountains to surprise the enemy. At the break, the rowdy revolutionaries charged towards the enemy in a circular fashion, relinquishing the might of their rifles. Lasting only an hour, the Americans fought with merciless fervor. Disregarding this part, if you're in the British government, please listen. I'm sorry, if you're in the Canadian government, please listen. If you're in the American government, you might want to listen too because this is in our blood. Disregarding British surrender, Americans continued to slaughter Ferguson's forces. Upon the eventual close of battle, over 200 Tories lay dead, including Ferguson, and another 160 Tories lay wounded, and roughly 700 prisoners were taken. Bet you didn't know that about that battle. No quarter. No quarter given. This is what happens when you press men too far. And there is a true belief by the deep state that where we are at is that we have become collectively cucked, that they have demasculated the entire society, that it's more popular to get a weenie snip than it is to stand up and be a man. And I just have some common sense statements to that. If you're one of those liberals, oh, you're making mistakes. Don't. Please don't do that. Because we really are of the type of people they would like to be left alone. We've really tried very hard over and over to explain to everybody that we are not looking for a fight. We've been simply wanting to be left alone. But unfortunately, that isn't settling in well 
with those in power because like all those in power, all of these, they continually want to prove that they can control everything. Canada is on the cusp of something very big and we continue to pray for Canada in big ways and we will. But it is going to push Canada to new ends and to new challenges. And we will be right there with them in one point or another. Americans are very slow to waking up right now. And it's going to be difficult for, I think it's going to be difficult for Americans to wake up right now. Because we're very wrapped around the ideals and the hopes that someone else will fix it for us. But the lessons in our own history don't show that. And the lessons in any revolution don't show that. And the lessons that Canada is reteaching the world don't show that. No, this is a time when we as people need to make a stand and a stand boldly. And we need to be coming together to be strong and to be able to really understand what it is to be men again, to be a nation again. Our over-mountain men didn't want to get involved in war. War is, a, it's again, it's the reminder that we generally don't want to be involved in war. But when you push a man far enough to be pushed into war, then what has happened is you've killed the part of him that was seeking to just live in peace. And when you destroy a part of him that is seeking to live in peace, he will fight with the rage of a lion and he will not stop until everything before him that stole that is dead. For those politicians out there, for those people of DHS, CIA, FBI, our friends that listen in every night, sit back and read our history. Read the Canadian history because we're one blood. Don't be fooled by your arrogance because you've got some body armor and some new high-speed kit. We will not stop until we get our liberty back. And whether you like that or not, that's who we are. You can play around with your cucked friends up in Washington, D.C. You can shake hands and give hugs and whatever else you do in your transgender lounges. But we don't care about any of that. We have asked time and again, leave us alone. And we're serious. And as we watch Trudeau play Captain Tyrant up in Canada, just a word of the wise to Canada, the Canadian government, don't push your people too far. They're not going to take it, and we're not going to stand by and watch our brethren be abused and slaughtered. You might get away with it in Australia. It ain't happening in this continent. So... To Canada, God bless you, as always. Hold the line. 
you're doing an amazing job and we know that you feel a bit alone. Just remember in our revolution, we were alone. And it's not something that, it's not a, a grudge to carry. It's just that we're in a different place. But we're here nonetheless fighting in our way. And we will all cross the line that you've crossed at one point or another. And we will all have to face what you're facing now. But in true sense, we are one people. Not divided, but united. And we're united in our hearts and souls because we're all part of God. I want to play for you here a real interesting piece. Truckers are surviving. I want you to hear this of how they're surviving and what they're doing to bypass some of the blockades right now in Ottawa. Hey guys, Chris and Tamara here. Can everybody get this word out? Please share this to all the truckers that are sitting outside the city. The city of Ottawa has everything barricaded. We've completely 100% overwhelmed them. We need to be patient and steadfast. We cannot engage. We cannot get angry. We cannot do anything. Guys, there's an Adopt-A-Trucker program on Facebook or somewhere else. Where yeah, is it? Adopt-A-Trucker.ca. Adopt-A-Trucker.ca. Go on that. Get yourself a ride. Get yourself some food. There's people out here willing to bring it to you, okay? They will give you rides or shuttles, you name it. Get to the city. Downtown. I I made it five blocks from, from where we were supposed to stay, and I'm parked in the middle of the street. Um, Please get this out to everybody. We're working with city police right now. They want to know an exit strategy for us. And I said, it's so easy to move us out of here. End the mandates. So just know that all you guys are sitting on the end of the streets. We're getting this. We're working with law enforcement right now. Just uh, be patient. And whatever you do, don't fall into the shit narrative that they're trying right now. Because we do not need that. Be patient, be safe, and be uh, peaceful, please. See you guys. And that's what you're going to need to do right now in this phase of the fight. Because they're going to do everything they can to bait you to be violent. But keep in mind that when we're in these states, they will create the violence even when it's not there. So there comes a point in time when every man has to make a choice. But I think Steve Bannon had some good words today in this brief clip. It's a world on fire, and we're winning. And here's how we know we're winning. You can look at all the polling data. You can look at the tectonic place ship. You can look at the enthusiasm. You can look at the fact of what they're running and hiding from, Okay. They will not send Biden out to Texas. They're not going to do that. They're not going to send Kamala Harris to Texas. What they're trying to do now is they wag the dog. If you if you look on uh, on on MSNBC and the New York Times and the Washington Post, CNN, it's all two things. It's six January insurrection, right? And it is uh, it's six January insurrection, and it's uh, Ukraine. It's a wag the markets, wag the dog. Well, that's not going to work because we understand what they've tried to do to our country. We understand what they're doing to our country. And uh, working class and middle class people are not going to tolerate it anymore. And they're stepping up and they're taking this country back. Yes, we are. And it's the working class that will ultimately win. Because the arrogance of the liberal and the elite is they think that we're all their hand puppets and slaves. Sorry, not signing up for that game. Patriots, it's not going to be an easy walk. And I don't ever want to paint the fact that it's going to be. Every one of us is going to feel the squeeze. I saw something today that just reminded me of this, of someone saying that they had lost their jobs because of the injection and they were living a very meager life but surviving off of what they had and growing their own food. There's going to be a lot of that. And that's okay. Because that's how you get stronger. That's how we break from their dependency as we rebuild 
our infrastructures around them. We will adapt, and we will be fierce about it. The thing is, we have to start accepting that they don't want us, instead of trying to beg to be part of them, embrace that they want us out. And when you change your mindset to that, you're on the winning side. You can either dream of victory or you can live victory. It's a simple reality. If you start thinking about what victory is like, you're not living in victory. But if you accept that you are in victory, take what is given to you and run with it. Because right now they're giving us everything we need to be victorious. And their arrogance is blinding them to what they're doing. They think because we are not in their system that we are at mercy of what they need. The answer is, we don't need them. We have God and we have each other. Don't ever forget that. And together, we will conquer this. Together, we will destroy them. And together, we will reset this world, these nations, as tribes, victorious tribes, under the throne of God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the blessings you give each and every day, the strength that we have to come together, to listen, to share, to build fellowship, and to rekindle that deep and powerful love through you, Father, through Christ Jesus. Father, in this time with a lot of trial, we pray for Canada. They're going to be tested heavily by a petty little tyrant. And so we don't just pray for Canada, Lord. We pray for the dispelling of the control, the plans, the confusion of the enemy. Let the enemy be at a loss of what to do. Let them feel the tremble and fear of the millions of Canadians that will not stand down. Lord, we ask that as that moves across Canada and continues to solidify and dig in, let that fire Let that righteous indignation flash across the world and be touched by every patriot so that we all stand as one. We we don't need any more couch warriors. We don't need any more pew marshmallows. We need righteousness in the gut and the belly of every person that walks with Christ. We need the ability to flip tables and the courage to do so. And so we pray for that, Lord to stand boldly in front of this enemy and not to hesitate, not to bow, not to stand back, but to stand boldly and to let them understand that there are lines that we will never cross because we walk with you. We walk in the body of Christ. We do not walk at the mercy of men. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. There's a lot of great things ahead a lot of great things ahead. So I want to play as we finish here. At, after we do a quick closeout, I'm going to play a piece I'd like you to stick around to listen to. It's by Paul Harvey, one of the great storytellers of all times. In fact, I'll just play it now. It's three minutes and ten seconds. We played it today for Bended Knee. I think it's worth hearing again. Listen closely. Remember, this was done in 1965. If I were the devil, if I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness. 
and I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree. V. So I'd set about however necessary to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies, and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves, until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings... I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious and what'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. Good day. If I was the devil. I'm not. Oh, he's been active. And I'll tell you, it's worth reflecting on. That was done in 1965. The question is, how did they miss it then? How did Paul Harvey see it? And are we going to miss it again? Our obligation to truth-telling has never been greater than now. We have to open the eyes of the many that walk in darkness. We don't want to be listening to ourselves in 50 years, 60 years. People saying the same thing. How did they miss it? That's unacceptable. Canada's pulled the trigger on one of the greatest coups in a Western society. In the last 24 hours, the Canadian government has been taken over, and, the Can and Canada is officially a communist tyranny. Are you going to sit, or are you going to stand? 
because it's coming here next. Mark my word. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Prayers up, patriots. Get yourself locked on that rock of faith. You're going to need it. The storm is coming. And if we stand on that rock of faith, we will not be shaken. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we have a purpose here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time. God bless. And out for now. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, This country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept 
the energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 